All right, we are back. Anon Don for another Holmes Politicast. I know you guys are all excited that I am back. We have got a lot of stuff to get to this week. Uh, Governor Whitmer may be going to prison. My goodness, that was a quick development. Um, Andrew Cuomo's under fire. I mean, goodness gracious. All these Democrats are attacking each other and trying to gain power, and it is just... Uh, it, it may actually lead to us getting some of our freedoms back. So, we will explore all of that and more. I'm Anon Don. This is the Holmes Politicast. Alright, so where to start in this crazy week? Well, first of all, if I can, uh, there we go. Hey, hey, I can work technology. Oh, good, goodness gracious, that's not what I wanted. Oh, okay, now to the news. All right, so we're going to start with some super important stuff today. Um, I mean, because what, what could possibly be more important than... Genesee County's first female captain. All right, so let's see what this is all about. Genesee County Sheriff's Captain Carrie Ann Nelson knows how to set and achieve goals for herself. Nelson, among others, was recognized for her accomplishments during a press conference held by Genesee County Sheriff Chris Swanson for Women's History Month. Well, what did, what did this woman do? Okay. In February of 2020, Nelson was promoted to Captain of Law Enforcement Division within the Sheriff's Office. Before that, she worked her way up the ranks starting at an EMS while in college. That's where I learned about the Genesee County Sheriff's Office Paramedic Division. How great it would be to work here. Okay, so she's actually a paramedic. She's not a cop. Right? Yeah, she's a paramedic and a politician, not a cop. Okay, interesting. So, um, that's one aspect, uh, that, I mean, I guess they tell you, but they don't really mention that she is definitely, uh, oh, she did put herself through police academy. Okay. So she is a cop. <clears throat> um, doesn't look like she worked as a cop, uh, which makes sense looking at her. Uh, well, I don't know. Oh, is it that lady or is it that lady? I don't know. It looks like it's that lady. It looks like it's the white lady. Okay, well, we're going to continue. The importance of women in leadership positions within the sheriff's office allows for a different approach to serving the community. Women have a way of doing things that men don't, she said. Well, that's true. Which one is better, I mean, remains to be... Well, I think it's been determined. Um, a lot of other people think it's up in the air, but, you know, whatever. Um, so... Nelson says that some people relate more to women, especially in cases of domestic abuse or crimes involving children. A lot of victims, female victims, respond better to female officers or female interviewers. Well, okay, that's fine. Um, that, that doesn't, I don't know how, okay, responding to female victims isn't really... I mean, the cop isn't there for the victim, necessarily. The cop is there to get the criminal. So I don't know what she's talking about. Um, 
that doesn't make any sense. Uh, working with victims is not a way to catch a criminal. I can turn my mic up and get closer. I'm going to try getting closer first. Thank you for that random. Um, man, having this chat is really nice. Um, I don't know how I, how long I went like that, but, uh, thank you for pointing that out for me. Give me just one second here while I fix my mic. Now I know that it's got to sit right in front of my face hole. Um, otherwise, uh, it's not going to catch me very well. All right. Uh, let me know if it's still bad. I'll fix it again. Uh, thank you again for letting me know. Okay. So Nelson looks to encourage young women looking into law enforcement, saying simply to do it. If you're thinking about anything that's going to be better, that's going to better yourself, just do it. Okay, said said Nelson. Um, all right. So I got a problem, a few problems, as you might have guessed <laughs> from the fact that I picked this article. Uh, a couple problems with it. So first off, uh, it is not. Uh, a goal or a good goal in and of itself to have a woman in charge, right? Any more than it is uh, like morally good or um, somehow politically good. I mean, except for the optics to have a man in charge. It is the policy that matters. What are they doing? Um, and it seems like this lady as a chief of law enforcement is focusing much more on victims than on actually catching criminals. I don't know that. Um, that's the way this article is portrayed. Um, that's the way she portrayed herself. So, I mean, that obviously says something about uh, how policing is viewed, I think, in uh, in right here in Michigan. I mean, this is M Live, So, um, yeah, this is Michigan. This is how we view pol policing is that they have to be there, you know, for the victims that, um, you know, that is actually the opposite of policing. Uh, there are many services for victims of uh, violent crimes. My, uh, I know somebody personally that works with, you know, uh, women that may have been victimized. I know she probably does. Uh, I know that's very vague, but um, like that's that's not what the cops are for, right? Um, that's what uh, psychologists are for. That's what uh, you know pastors are for. Um, that's what counseling is for. That's not what police are for. So I don't, I don't know why she's talking about this. Well, I do. Um, it's because of how our culture views police in, you know, Michigan in this day and age, um, the cancel mom and everything, but it is what it is. Uh, and I'm just here to give you my opinion and tell you that, well, that sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so great Genesee County um, is going to be doing wonderful um, on cops. We'll be looking at well, I'll be looking for Genesee County to see uh, see if their their crime rates are you know what their trend is um, because I find that that's that's a much better indicator than whether or not a person is uh, a man or a woman. So that being said, um, Actually, I'm going to save this one for good news at the end. So, let's see. 
Uh, in national news, uh, Derek Chauvin is uh, going to trial finally. You know, the guy that knelt on George Floyd's neck, um, allegedly killing him. Um, now, the fact that he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a horse is still not widely known. Um, but it definitely is in the autopsy report. So here we go. Let's see. Let's see how the Detroit news portrays this and the sad state of our country. The attorney for a former Minneapolis police officer charged in George Floyd's death on Friday dismissed another potential jury member after she acknowledged having a negative view of the defendant. So this is actually really good. I am glad that uh, the, you know, they're going through these, these processes so that Derek Chauvin doesn't just get a kangaroo court with a bunch of jurors that already hate him. Right. And it's going to be hard uh, in Montana or yeah, in, in Montana. No, Minnesota, Minneapolis is in Minnesota. Don't worry guys. I, I did pass geography. <laughs> All right. Um, so in Minnesota, it's going to be really hard to get jurors that already don't have some view of this. I mean, it's been national news. It's been trumpeted in every headline. There's been riots. There's been um, looting. There have been, I mean, Nicole Hannah-Jones said uh, that she would be happy if the summer's riots were known as the 1619 riots. A little bit off topic, just an acknowledgement that there have been riots over the summer um, from somebody very far on the left in the New York Times. So um, the woman, a recent college graduate, oh, that says it all. A recent college graduate uh, said she had seen bystander videos of Floyd's arrest and closely read news coverage of the case. Well, um, that's why she has a negative view of the officer. She doesn't know that, uh, she doesn't know that that is a standard hold that does not constrict the airways at all. Uh, she doesn't know that if a person says they cannot breathe, that means that they are suffering from panic, not from lack of air. Uh, actually I, I, I want to demonstrate for you what a lack of air sounds like. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm choking myself. All right. When you choke off your windpipe, you know that sound, right? George Floyd, I listened to him saying, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. All right. So don't, don't tell me that he couldn't breathe. He was breathing fine. He was suffering from hyper... Uh, hyperactive delirium or something like that. He, he was on drugs, basically, is what it's the technical term from officers for him being on drugs. So, excited delirium. That's it. Uh, I knew it was up there somewhere. Um, so, that's what happened with George Floyd. Um, <clears throat> it is going to be very hard for him to get a fair trial in Minnesota. I hope he does. I hope he gets off because he definitely does not deserve to sit in prison for murder. That's just absolutely asinine. Um, so there's that great stuff happening. Well, you know what? I, I you know, I'm not going to be negative before uh, anything happens. If you know, it, I, obviously if he goes to prison, that, that will be pretty bad. Uh, third degree murder charge would be really bad. Um, I don't think he'll get it. I'm hope I'm hopeful that he won't, but if he does, that is a sad day for America. Okay. Back to Michigan. Uh, we're going to be staying. Actually, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to do the other Minneapolis story 
you know, I, I'll keep it all together. Okay. National, then then we'll go local. All right. So the, the, the city of Minneapolis did an awful thing uh, on, what, what, on Friday? Yeah, on Friday. Uh, they actually agreed to pay a criminal. They paid his family because he overdosed on drugs. Now, again, I've documented. I think I've. You know, I don't, I don't think I've actually pulled up uh, the. The. Give me just one second. The uh, uh, autopsy report. So while I'm find these things. um, And then show you this, this uh, autopsy report. <clears throat> Oops. Oh, that is now. Okay. Ah, I knew I'd misspell fentanyl. Sorry guys, I'm not a druggie. I don't I don't regularly spell out drugs. Um let's see, so yeah, MSN New Court Doc says that George Floyd had a fatal level of fentanyl in his system. So this is this is MSN.com. I mean they're they're not an awful news source. I'm pretty sure this is probably from the Associated Press because care what is that oh abc this is from abc so this is a left-wing source um so yeah baker i mean it this guy uh dr andrew baker hennepin county medical examiner uh 11 I don't know what that is. Milli, milli, that can't be milliliters. There's no way. There's no way that that's right. If that's mil, okay. So I'm I'm gonna assume that you know it was a lot. What he says is that if he were found dead at home alone and no other apparent causes, this could be acceptable to call an OD. Deaths have been certified with levels of three, three, eleven, three. Deaths have been certified with a level of three. I mean, so it's not hard to find this stuff. I mean, so there's just absolutely no excuse for people still defending George Floyd. Um, the medical examiner gave testimony at the court uh, or at the, the the medical examiner will give testimony at the hearing. Um, I'm sure unless he's threatened and um, whatnot. But OK, so that's what's going on over there. Um we have got actually a few things going on in Michigan. Um, I'm going to start with the maybe uh, bad news. I don't know. What do you guys think? Bad news, good news. Um, all right, we're going to start actually with some really great news because this 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 gave me joy. Um, it made me very happy. So Michigan Michigan Democrats turn on Gretchen Whitmer admits her secret payments are, quote, concerning. Oh, wow. Yeah, no way. Uh, nobody else ever said anything like that. No, I, I don't want to see your latest notifications. Okay. A Democrat Michigan State representative admitted to her constitu constituents this week that a string of settlements Governor Gretchen Whitmer has approved with former appointees is, quote, concerning. The Detroit News reported last week. 
that Whitmer's administration had made settlement agreements with various appointees of hers, including former Michigan Health Department of Health and Human Services Director Robert Gordon, his former deputy, Sarah Atsey, and former director of the State Unemployment Insurance Agency, Steve Gray. Republicans have claimed that the virus was hush money that was paid out to former top employees to stop them from talking about the experiences in her administration during a virtual meeting with her constituents. State Representative Lori Polutsky was asked about these payments. So, uh, obviously, you know, I don't think I've actually had a show uh, since this has happened. Uh, Since it came out that Gretchen Whitmer was paying people off. I think actually, mm, no, I didn't. Um, so that's actually really crazy. Um, the fact that, uh, governor Whitmer is paying people off. I'm, I'm dumbfounded because what all we saw from the media and you guys saw it too, is, oh, this stuff happens all the time. The legislature does this stuff all the time. Uh, severance packages with with uh, non-disclosure agreements are very common in politics. And then we find out, oh, it's it's not so common. And then we find out, oh, it's, uh, it's actually um, not common at all for employees that have only been working for six months to get gigantic severance packages with a gag order. So they're slowly walking it back because they realize they can't say that paying people in your administration off and telling them to shut up is okay. They realize that that's not flying with the American public. I saw so many people flying off the handle on Facebook, which I am deleting very soon. Um, I'm, I'm going to still have a... A dummy account that I just post stuff to the Homes Politicast from. Um, so I will keep trying to keep that updated, but I'd encourage you to get off Facebook too. Uh, go over to Gab, go over to uh, uh, Parlor, go over to MeWe. I mean, any of those. Um, Facebook's just not the place to be. Um, they're a monopoly. They will dominate your life. And uh, I've realized the addiction that comes with Facebook um, even, even, you know, trying to delete the app every once in a while, just the amount of satisfaction that comes from getting on and seeing those notifications. I don't know. It makes you feel popular. It, it really does. Even me. I, I know it's fake. I know it's a virtual life, uh, which, which we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the show is, uh, the, this idea of living in the virtual living behind a screen. But, um, where was I? Uh, but anyway, this, um, I mean, this, this, this whole thing, they realize that the American people aren't, aren't buying it. Um, anyway, so it's great to see that this is coming out. Um, it is, (laughs) I've been waiting for this for a while. Um, actually we have another story that goes along with it because it's, it was a, a guy that I've been watching, um, that, I've been kind of thinking about, you know, is he a good, like, because he was, he was accused of sexual harassment. So I assume that he is effective at least. Um, does he, does he hold my views? Is he a good man that I don't know? 
Um, I just know that he really makes the left mad enough to... Um, oh, shoot. I'm done with that one. He really makes the mad, left mad enough to go after him for something petty. So, this guy, Peter Lucido, uh, Macomb County prosecutor, uh, he is really searching for evidence against Whitmer on her nursing home deaths. So that's something that I've been pushing for hard on Facebook. Every time they, every time uh, M live or Detroit free press come out with something, you know, all oh, Whitmer signed this Whitmer did this. I, I just, I type out, Oh, that's nice. Um, when are we getting those, you know, nursing home deaths? When are we going to find out what happened with the nursing homes? When are we going to get with transparency? Um, that's all I keep asking the, the news media. Hopefully, you know, at some point they will get it. Um, I'm not going to hold my breath, but th- like I said, they did seem to walk back the, uh, the whole, you know, paying, paying people off that have been in your administration for six months and then telling them to shut up is normal. So I don't know. We'll see where Lucido gets with this. Um, you know, let's read because I, I have an idea, but I want to confirm that um, what I was thinking Lucido is doing is actually what he's doing. So, Macomb County Prosecutor Pete Lucido said a new form will allow county residents to provide information to law enforcement officials about seniors who died in nursing homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. Okay, awesome. This information would be used to begin investigations into the state policies implemented last year. Lucido said, oh, Lucido said, law enforcement officers would then report which actions, if any, they believe should be taken. Michigan's nursing home policy last year, which was ordered by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, transformed the care facility into coronavirus hubs where the state would move patients infected with the virus to. Lucido said he has been asked by numerous families about what can be done about seniors who died in nursing homes, possibly as a result of that policy. The policy, which Whitmer said came from CDC guidance last year, drew swift bipartisan criticism for potentially endangering elderly residents by exposing them to already infected individuals. Okay. So that's that much is obvious. Um, Whitmer. So they put in this claim. Whitmer said came from CDC guidance last year. I don't remember the CDC recommending that COVID patients hang out with old people. Uh, I'm going to have to see some evidence for that because I know of two governors that did it. And both of them are under heavy fire. There were two people that thought to themselves, huh, there's a virus? Maybe I should put the people that are confirmed to have the virus with my most vulnerable population to viruses. Yeah, that'll work. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so... uh, I'm really trying to say all of this respectfully to our governor... Um, it's, it's extremely hard in, in a, in a circumstance like this to, uh, be respectful, but also say, I strongly disagree. I strongly, like, I cannot any more strongly without being rude, encourage you to stop what you're doing. Stop hiding what you did. Okay. 
Um, if if she made a mistake, well, if she made a mistake, Republicans are going to grill her for it. But if she made a mistake and her constituents really don't mind everything that she did, then they're, they'll, they'll let it go. But she's got a lot of angry people, so she's covering it up. If the cover-up's worse than the crime, I mean, that can get her alone. They can get her on just, just covering up and saying... It, and I don't know how you can actually make this mistake. That That's another thing that I don't understand about this particular order. It seems malicious. It seems almost as if she was like, oh, virus. I can get rid of a lot of old people that are sucking up, uh, you know, tax dollars. That's what it seems like. I'm not going to attribute that motive to her, but I don't know. There were two governors that were that dumb. I mean, either you're that, I, I, I can't. I, it's hard for me to even talk about this without being disrespectful. Um, it's hard for me to imagine that you did not think that far ahead. So I'm going to get off that topic um, because I think I have exhausted it in previous shows. Um, just a, a ridiculous amount. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, we will. We will get into virtual life. Okay. Uh, many people think that living behind your screen, as I am doing right now, so um, I'm kind of a hypocrite. But uh, anyway, we're going to continue. Many people living behind their screens are saying that uh, this is no different than getting together, right? I mean, we're, we can see each other's faces. Uh, we can hear each other's voices. I mean, we can even see multiple faces and hear multiple voices all at the same time. So, I mean, it's kind of just like uh, being in real life, right? Well, no, it's not. <laughs> and there are some key differences that show us that, and this is one of them. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about the piece Uh I don't know. Maybe we'll go through a little bit of it, but I'm just going to talk about it because I've I've already, you know, gone through this one. Um, so the student filmed the teacher going to the bathroom, obviously. Um, so I would imagine she's in her house. She's single. She thinks her class is over. She gets up. She leaves the bathroom door open. She goes to the bathroom. Students are still on. One of them videotapes. Okay. That's what had to have happened. There's no other way this could have happened. Now, nobody ever in real life leaves the bathroom door open with 26 people as an audience. I would imagine 26 around there. That's about the average class size. With 26 people as an audience on accident. That's one critical difference about uh, online in real life. Not only was this absolutely embarrassing to the teacher but totally inappropriate for the students to see now I'm not really placing the blame on the teacher or the student that recorded it I'm placing the blame on the government that is keeping virtual learning in place and I try and say that with respect you'll notice I'm using different terminology uh, I, I've had a, a sermon recently that Kind of convicted me. So um, I, I'm trying to say this with the utmost respect to the government, but it is their policies that is forcing this kind of situation. Um, 
so teachers are expecting privacy, which is reasonable to expect in their home. And yet their class is invading her home without her knowledge per government regulation. So that's one big difference um, in virtual learning. Another, another uh, in virtual life. Um, I don't actually, I don't think I have this one up. Um, no, I don't have it up. I'm actually going to find this one. Um, so another thing that would never happen um, in real life is the abuser being able to um, sit in a room with the abusee while they're both having court. Obviously, uh, this is not acceptable. This is not good. Um, and this could be happening more and more. I mean, we just don't know what's going on behind screens. We don't know what other people's lives are like at their house. Um, it could be good. It could be bad. Generally, they're good. That's why the rule is, you know, you don't assume that there's abuse going on in every home. But when there is, when there is, and you've got everybody shut away behind a screen, locked away. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that woman. Um, actually, the, the, I'm going to, I'm going to just play this for a minute because I'm looking at the woman. Your Honor, I have reason to believe that the defendant is in oh, the oh, same apartment the as the complaining witness right now. And I'm extremely scared for her safety. Where is the, and so I think the fact that the she's looking off to the side and he's moving around. Where is this? I want some, this is the witness confirmation that, so yeah. He could she be beating safe, the living hell out continue. of her. And that wasn't here. In between. We'll get to that. In excuse the language. Lindsay, he could be beating the living crap right out of her. And. Um, I'm at a house. What's the address? It's my house. What? What's the address? Okay. Mr. Harris, where are you? Your Honor. All right. What are you on? A, a laptop or a Okay, phone? so yeah. That's that's how that went. Um, we know how it ends. Um, but another aspect of virtual life that I mean it's something that's happening right now that should show us that this is not a good thing to be doing. Um, this whole being online thing, being, you know, doing learning online, doing everything online. It's not good and we should stop. Um, okay. So good news. We have got great news for you people. All right. Switching gears, uh, because we do need to get back to doing things in person. And even though, uh, public indoctrination centers aren't my favorite thing, as you may well know, um, we have finally got the cure guys. Sneeze guards are in place. Flint school's ready for opening. Oh my goodness. They got in-person learning. Now, <laughs> obviously I make fun 
Sorry, my my recording thing. I, di- I didn't realize I've been going for almost an hour. Uh, my recording thing says I've only been recording for three minutes and 41 seconds. That is going to be unfortunate. Uh, if I am going to stream this together into a show, I might have to do this uh, a different way. So uh, we'll see how that... I know I started recording at the beginning of the show. So I'm going to whip through these and then we'll be done. Um, so sneeze guards in place. Uh, great job. Let's get back in person. Done. Boom. Moving on. Uh, East Lansing issues order, limited crowds, uh, restricting lines on St. Patrick's day. Now, uh, we've got a vaccine. I'm wondering how long we keep restrictions while we've got a vaccine. Um, I guess they just keep going indefinitely, but I don't know. Uh, the government keeps telling me we're going to get back to normal eventually. I stopped believing them uh, about a year ago. <laughs> about 40 days and 15 days to slow the spread. I was like, yeah, maybe you guys aren't uh, maybe you guys aren't telling me the truth. So, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, you must wear face coverings and maintain a physical distance uh, from individuals outside your own household. Uh, even, even outdoor lines, uh, oh wait, oh, you can't even have an outdoor line. So outdoor, which is safe, you cannot be in to wait to get indoor, which is not safe. All right. The, the convolutedness has, uh, gone past my ability to comprehend. So we, we continue, um, you know, we're going to skip this because this woman doesn't really need it. And uh, I'm running out of time. Nobody's going to listen to my show if I blabber on for hours and hours. Well, nobody listens to it anyway, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> that's just because I'm awful at managing a show. Uh, so shameless plug. I do need somebody that can, you know, number one, follows the news. Number two, has thoughtful things to say about it. And number three, wants to talk for an hour a day, uh, an hour a week. I didn't really want to, but I'm like, man, we need, we need media that isn't just leftist. We need media that isn't crazy. So that's why I do it. Um, that's why I'm not always consistent with it as well. Um, because I do have other obligations and, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to promote others. Uh, so shameless plug for Jim, listen to his show. Like if you guys aren't listening to Jim's show, you should. Uh, the production quality is a little bit less than mine. I'm still trying to convince him to uh, really put effort or really put, put like, you know, do this, do the OBS thing, show, you know, show what he's doing, live stream it. I'm really trying to, you know, encourage that. So um, if anybody's listening to this and would be able to encourage him to do that, tell him it would make a great show. Uh, I think he is much better at running a show than I am. Um, he's more, more put together. Um, I wouldn't say he's more right than I am. I think probably 50, 50. Um, if I'm, if I'm, you know, being honest, he's probably a little bit more balanced than I am. Um, so, but we're probably about, uh, when we disagree, it's probably about 50, 50. Um, I would say, but he, 
he is very good at presenting things. And uh, so, yeah, just please listen to him. Uh, give feedback to his show. Um, that would be great. I would appreciate that because he is good and he gives good information. And he, well, most of the time, he does it without ranting. <laughs> he had one time where he went off. And I was like, I was listening and I'm like, um, like, I, I wasn't sure. He, he just, you could tell he was mad and it was, it was a fun show. I'm glad we've got it archived. Um, it's, it's called Jim's rant if you want to go listen to it, but that is not an example of his best stuff. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> listen to Jim's show is what I'm saying. So, um, Whitmer Directive will still allow confidential payouts as part of separation agreement. Okay, so Whitmer signed this thing uh, saying that she did a transparency and all the stuff about state employees and people in Michigan, blah, blah, blah. Now, I didn't read this, and we're running out of time. It's basically uh, Whitmer... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was live for a little while before we started. So we're going to keep going uh, as if I didn't just make that ridiculous blunder um, and confuse... Five minutes with an hour. Okay. Um, the state will continue to use separation. Okay. So we're going to go through this a little bit. The state will continue to use separation agreements, some of which provide money in exchange for confidentiality under a new executive director issued Friday by governor Gretchen Whitmer. While the governor called the move a way to promote transparency and accountability, it was not immediately clear how the order would change the way the state uses separation agreements now. Um, so I'm going to go with that and say the Detroit free press probably doesn't have any further because the headline isn't even very, um, very good toward Whitmer. So that's interesting. Interesting, uh, take the free press is actually doing some reporting. Um, we've already talked about that. We don't need to be doing things online. And, uh, this, so representative Outman, um, introducing a bill. I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. The governor can, won't sign it into law. Um, the Democrats probably won't vote for it regardless. Uh, so I don't see how this can go anywhere, but we're going to try and make it go somewhere. Um, and Yeah, I guess <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm making no promises. Uh, it's neither here nor there, but there is some uh, effort being made to curb the governor's powers. So that is the show that I've got for you today, guys. Keep in mind that we are trying to. I am trying to get a new host. Um, I'm trying to get you know somebody that wants to wants to do the podcast and can do it informatively. So if that interests you, get a hold of the show, straightnewsforyou at gmail.com. Um, I'm also looking for volunteer writers, volunteer 
um, people to run social media, you know, whatever, anything that tickles your fancy and you've got time for. Um, I do need, still need help running this whole thing. Um, I had, had my sister doing it and then we changed format and now she's super busy. And so, you know, if, if anybody else wants to help me out, keep this thing going, um, get Michigan a media outlet that we can be proud of that tells us the news that gives us real information. I'm looking for it. I need it. I'm ready for it. So, um, also check out Garrett Solnato, uh, his Facebook, follow him. Um, he is also on, I think Gab and, uh, parlor. I know he's on parlor. Uh, so follow him. Um, great Michigan politic or politician, uh, not even actually a politician, just a, a business owner that has been pushed into politics because uh, he was surprised at what the government could do to him. So uh, watch Jim's show. Uh, thank you for watching my show. Um, you guys are great. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. God bless. Mm-hmm.